0: Okay. Uh no, I don't photo viewer. Windows ten has some really rubbish software.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> like why would you ever use the Photos app instead of oh cool?
1: I want you to go and listen to Halo Internet's review of Rogue One. Okay. Like n- like not now. Like we should we should record a podcast now. But like in the future sometime. Uh I don't want to say anything else other than that. Just just go and listen to it and come back to us and give us your thoughts.
0: Sure. Maybe maybe I'll post on the the, the Reddit thread for this this podcast my, my, my reaction to that review.
1: Yeah. And I think it'll probably be follow-up worthy in the next show. Okay. I don't think you can listen to it and not have opinions. Okay. So yeah, I will. I will link you to the episode. Uh, I have an interesting uh, thing to bring up, which is kind of long-term follow-up, I suppose. Um, comes from friend of the show Zidnaf, mm-hmm. and that is he has read a theory that accounts for the accent problem that the listener from two shows ago was having. Uh, remember, they said yeah. that yeah, there was many many accents.
0: And how come this is so? As a skyping, like Zid- as in the density of of accents within Ireland.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, and so Zidnaf was skyping Zidnaf, and he says there's a theory that wherever a language originates, mm-hmm. geographically, uh, surrounding that immediate area, you're going to find the highest con- concentration of dialectal variation and the further geographically you go from that epicenter the less dialectal variation there is and and we uh, see that play out uh, with english cuz like within great britain and ireland uh, there's obviously a huge amount of dialect as you know we've discovered in the show dialectal variation mm-hmm. and then when you move to the states further away from the epicenter of english there's much much less And uh, linguists have even used this theory to, like, reconstruct where the origins of long dead languages were, which I think is really interesting. Um, So... I, I have never heard this theory before, uh, and if it is true, that would explain one of the reasons why you and I sound so different, and you and your brother, apparently, also sound so different. And I think this is good world-building fodder for conlangers out there who are attempting to do multiple languages, uh, or yeah. at least or at least someone who wants to write about dialect within their con world. I think that's a really cool thing that uh, Zidnaf yeah. brought to light.
0: Just be aware that, like, languages don't exist in a, in a single platonic form. So, yeah. you know, don't create something and then assume that it will be entirely uniform all the time. Um, and I think those irregularities can be interesting. But
1: what um, I, I think is really interesting, interesting is that there's regularity to the irregularities. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a, uh, almost like, oh, like a reverse... Entropy sort of thing? <laughs> As in, like... Yeah, ep- yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, but like, the irregularities themselves are still irregular.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. It's, there's, um, there's,
0: there's, there's, you know, they, they happen according to certain patterns, yeah.
1: Yeah, which which I think is important for people to understand mm-hmm. about. And it's something I didn't understand about. So, uh, between Zidnaf and the listener, thank you. I've learned something new, and I am better for it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that, that is interesting. That is interesting. And you can definitely see, like... Uh, within within England, that there's a, a huge variety in how English is spoken in England. Mm-hmm. And not all of it is to do with substrate languages. I mean, like, for example, Cornish um, English carries some remnants of Cornish language, apparently. Yeah. And they reckon, like, parts of, say, Cumbria... Um, not so much nowadays, but certainly up to the early twentieth century, there was elements of Brythonic languages in some of the more rural parts. But even in places where it's just English, there's a, a you know kind of a lot of dialectical difference between the West Midlands and East Anglia.
1: Yeah, exactly. And again, this it it, it holds to the theory, um, mm-hmm. which I, I just yeah, which I think is is uh, is super interesting. Um, so, oh, uh, speaking of irregularities, I have another kind of conlanging thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read this today on Reddit and I thought, huh, this is a thing that world builders should be interested in. Um, apparently, if Reddit is to, belie- to be believed, the more common a verb is, the more irregular it will be. Which yeah. which I which I again I did not notice. Uh, so, conlangers out there, if you're, uh, make your version of the to be verb make that highly irregular because apparently that's a thing that happens in natural language, and kind of seems counterintuitive to me. You'd think that like the words that be used the most often would kind of like collapse down into their simplest form in a way. But apparently, like, the direct, it's directly the opposite. They become more and more elaborate. Like, again, like, in English, like, to, to be is a good example, and to have, to a lesser extent. Um, yeah. So, I, I actually think the opposite. You think the opposite? Huh.
0: Yeah. How come? Because, because we use it more often, right, then it's just something that we, we just easily learn by rote. So, it can, it can kind of be whatever, and we hear it in so many contexts, it'll always make sense. But if... Like a really rare verb was irregular, then we would have so much less opportunity to be exposed to what its irregular forms meant. So, like, let, let's let's think up a like a a verb you're going to use, you know, pretty infrequently, like decant. Okay, I I like,
1: re- I regularly decant tea, Bill.
0: Yes, you may perform the action, but it's not a word you say very often.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Like, if, if you know, so we say the word, you know, to be and then was and is, stuff like that. That's easy to remember. But because we say it all the time, but we don't say the cant all the time. So if the past of de- cant was schlerbgerf, then we would have no idea what it meant. Be- and we wouldn't have as much opportunity to learn those irregularities. That makes, that is in entirely a better
1: opinion than mine <laughs> uh, now that you've said it out loud yeah that makes absolutely perfect sense yeah and yeah exactly even if the verbs were regular yeah people wouldn't hear them very often so they make the assumption that they were regular and that would become yeah. a common part yeah yeah no you're, you're actually and sh- scratch everything i just said
0: you are totally correct there <laughs> and because regular or irregular verbs are the ones that are used more often they have more opportunity to mutate and to have changes and stuff creep in, whereas uh, let's 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 think of, of another pretty obscure verb, solidify.
1: To solidify as an obscure obscure word, it's a solidi- verb. 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 Is is solidify a
0: obscure? How like I mean, it's not a, a word that has a difficult meaning, but it's not one that gets thrown around a lot in normal conversation. Yeah, but you um, you know. That that's not going to be used so much that it'll it'll get little changes, whereas you know B and sat it do and are used.
1: So uh, you know what's interesting. Then I wonder: is this like a um a pillar of human language? I wonder if this is like this with like all languages. Um, I would. Well, was that not the point
0: that they were making You said they were making on Reddit that well, uh... they didn't.
1: They didn't make this about all languages. Like no one said that it's part of like the universal theory of human languages or whatever. Um, right. They were just like, and, and then the only examples I that were mentioned were, what was it? It was Spanish was was brought up. English was obviously brought up. French. It seemed to all be European languages. Like I wonder mm-hmm. if you go to like sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, will, their, will their languages also exhibit this? Like, will hugely disparate languages exhibit that? That's interesting. That's a good question. Or another good question from a world-building point of view would be to, like, to think of a scenario whereby the flip side happens. Like, what could be... Uh, what could be the triggers that causes the opposite to happen? Like, that that uh, regularly used verbs or words are regular and, and irregularly used ver- verbs... Are
0: regular Irregular
1: That's really confusing
0: <laughs> you, get what, you get what I'm driving at don't you Yeah no I, I know I, I, I dig what you're saying um,
1: I don't know so I just thought that was interesting And I think it's a good uh, Thing for langers to be aware of If they weren't mm-hmm. already um, Sure Yeah alright well that is That is everything that I can loosely define As being follow up <laughs> uh, Have you got anything?
0: I've I've got nothing. That's that's everything covered. Boom! Everything covered. Insert sound now. Boop. Uh, let's go with the uh, huge flag corner. Huge huge flag corner. Well, we're not going to do something about huge flags. Didn't you have something to tell me about a huge flag? Oh, yeah, I, t- I,
1: I thought I was going to talk to you about this in the green room, but should we put we should probably put it in with the flags, considering it is a flag.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I thought we were doing.
1: I was in South Korea over the Christmas, and uh, I did not get to go up and see North Korea the previous time I was in South Korea, so we made it a thing to go up uh, and do it this time. So I went up and looked across the South Korean border and saw the gigantic... Gigantic North Korean flagpole. And is this the
0: famous, like the the world, the record holding one, the record holding one.
1: And like the viewing platform we were on was a like, it was a long, long, long way from that North Korean flag. And holy cow, the only thing you could see in the landscape were, like, mountains and that flag. And it was, like, it was crazy. And uh, the South Koreans, uh, what you called, not to leave them out, they also had a good stab at uh, putting up a, a incredibly huge flagpole. They just gave up. Um, they They put up one, and then the North Koreans put up an even larger one, and they put up an even larger one. And then the North Koreans went to the current record holder, and the South Koreans were like, nah, it's okay, we're done. Uh, so I've never seen a larger flag in in, in real life, and I'm kind of happy I got to see it.
0: Um, let's let's get some figures here. Uh, how tall is the flagpole? Do you know?
1: Oh, we were on a guided tour, and the tour guide told us this, but I do not remember. Uh, he okay. made a comparison, and he said that the mount, this like, well, not really mountain, but this hill, um, this like very 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 large hill we're going up to the observatory is less than the height. Of the flagpole, and everyone on the bus was like, "You're joking," because this 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 was like this was no small hill. Uh, so I don't know. Are, are you googling? I assume you are.
0: I am googling it. Yes. Uh, a ninety-eight meter tall flagpole, so three hundred and twenty-three feet tall flag flagpole. Yeah, like that's... That's so you know you know like the 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 forecourt of a petrol station. The forecourt of a petrol station. You know where the pumps are in the petrol station? Yeah. You know that roof over it? Yeah. That's typically eight meters. Oh. This is over 12 times as high as that.
1: (laughs) Why? how do you know the standard dimensions of a petrol station?
0: Because I looked at a sign one time and it said it. Oh, okay. And I just remembered (laughs)
1: I love how well, that's your frame of reference.
0: Uh I would have said Because like, I'm I'm really bad at like judging distances and, and like physical dimensions of things. I just it's it's kind of a, a a gap I have.
1: We we talked about this before. Uh you're you're bad at visualizing things.
0: Um well, like, like if, I, if I, like, look at a room, I, I, I find it hard to say how wide the room is and how long, like, stuff like that.
1: I hear, listen, this is one of the advantages of growing up with an architect. My father was an architect, and at a young age, he had me, not, like, um, maliciously, is that the correct word? <laughs> uh, learn off dimensions of common household stuff. So, when I was really young, I, I had, like, the standard dimensions of doors down pat. Uh, and yeah. the, the standard opening arc of doors and how how wide washing machines generally tend to be. So from a very young age, he had this sort of um, spatial awareness inbuilt in me um, to the point where, yeah, to the point where I would say like, like the 98 meter things, I don't really need to reference that in my head. I kind of have a feeling of how, not how high, because rarely ever do you see things that are 98 meters high, um, mm-hmm. but definitely long. Like I don't need to reference I don't know it's feel it's weird I don't need to reference it I just see it kind of and I'm like that is
0: very very long. Um, yeah. Edgar. Bill, I've got to say that I made a slight mistake.
1: Oh.
0: Oh no. I I misread this article. Okay. The South Korean flag was 98 meters. Okay, tall. I'm
1: going I'm going to stop you there because when you said that, when you said 98, I was kind of like that mountain isn't like that felt bigger than like a hundred meters up in the air. We went up and I was kind of mm. like, Oh no, am I going to have to take out the bit about the mountain? And was our tour guide wrong? So the, the minute you said 98, I was kind of like, that seems small. I thought we were in triple digits and I thought we were like, what was it? 160 odd meters or something.
0: What are we? 160 meters. Oh Yeah. <laughs> One point to Edgar. <laughs> One point to Edgar, indeed. <laughs> so that is yeah, that's 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 longer than ninety eight, mm. or higher than ninety eight. And um, and was the flag like huge as well? Uh,
1: well, it, like again, I, we were you didn't get close enough to really be able to tell, but you could see the flag and you could see it, and we were a long way away, and you could see it rustling. So it's like yeah, it's gotta be gigantic. And the the structural bracing for the flagpole was something to be, uh, to be admired because obviously it wasn't just a straight up pole like it was a triangular structure because they'd, um,
0: they had to brace it. So um, so yeah, yeah, things that high you can't just have like a single, a single thing that high. Yeah, single pole. Um. So yeah, we went
1: and saw the uh, the North Korean border. On the subject of those flags, what do you think of the design of those flags?
0: The North Korean and South Korean flags. Yeah, I like them.
1: I think they are excellent flags, and I yeah, am I particularly fond of North Korea's flag. Uh, and for the record, I'm not fond of much else about North Korea. Like, yeah, but but the
0: flag. You're, you're not you're not a convert to, to Jewish ideology. I don't know what that is, but I will say no. It's it's the ideology of North Korea.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not a convert to that, and it's yeah there's so many things that just it's it's not it's not ha- not a happy place for North Korean people and it's not happy that South Korean family's been broken up all that jazz like it's not it's not great, but just from a strict design point of view, the colors and the composition of the North Korean flag are really they're really cool. they're really cool mm-hmm. um the South Korean one I really like just aesthetically, but I feel like if I took the time to learn about what the symbols mean, I feel like I would like it even more. Right. I can imagine... I imagine those lines, they mean something.
0: Like, they can't... Just... Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're from the, the I Ching, I think.
1: And you're going to need to explain
0: that. Um. So... <laughs> it's... uh, I don't know if medieval... I, I'm going to say medieval or, like, probably classical uh, Chinese philosophical text. And it, it's like the, the Book of Changes or something. Okay. And... I think there's something... Let me think about this. There's 64? That seems like too many. Uh, anyway, there's different kinds of um, uh, verses in it, and they can refer to, to different things, and it's used as sort of a philosophical guide, and there's ways to use it as a means of divination and stuff. But um, oh. one of the ways of encoding the the verses in it is by groups of three lines... Either broken or unbroken. So hold on, that seems like you could only really get eight. How would you get sixty four? Maybe you need maybe you need two trigrams to be sixty four, the sixty four verses. Um, but yeah, no, like it's 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 a thing you'll see reasonably often. Wait, those, so those trigrams.
1: So those three lines, uh, those four bundles of three lines, they stand for words. Concepts. I don't know if they ideas. mean for
0: words, or they refer like they, they might refer to verses or oh, okay. maybe they maybe they specify specific concepts and oh. like I, 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 I get the impression it would be something that's reasonably well known in the culture. Um then huh. like, oh well the one of the three unbroken lines that refers to verse one and that's about peace or something, you know. Or it's about, you know, love or something like that. Okay.
1: Alright. Well that's really interesting.
0: Oh, yeah, like it's, it's something to do like that. I think.
1: Oh. I, 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 no doubt the uh, the Reddit will let us know, uh, and or you can correct yourself and follow up next time. <laughs> uh, but here, well, I was going to say this in the green room, uh, but I, I feel like now actually the careers come up, uh, it might be a pertinent time to do this. I have uh, two more world building things uh, that arose out of my career trip. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, the two things about uh, Korea I want to include in future world-building efforts on my part. uh, Their naming conventions and Mm -hmm. a thing inspired by their number convention. So, naming convention. uh, And I apologize to all South Korean and North Korean, if there happens to be North Korean listeners, uh, for what I'm about to say. If I get it wrong, please correct me in the subreddit. But this is the impression I got uh, from just being in Korea for for over the Christmas, um, Korean names uh, have three parts to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a like. Ban Ki Moon. Like Ban Ki Moon or Kim Jong Il, yeah, the, uh, all yeah. have three parts. Uh, the first part is like the surname. It's right. like our Western surname. And I, I like to think of it uh, in the grand scheme of things as being like an identifier of the family tree, okay? Right. Uh, the second, this is the bit where I'm not quite sure if I got the order right. The second bit is like, it's a name that identifies where what level of the family tree you are on, right? Okay. So for example, like if we were in South Korea, myself and my brother would share that same middle name. Right to identify as us as being on the same str- uh, that same level of the uh, of the family tree, and then the last name is the actual like kind of given uh, first name analog.
0: Yeah. So I think that's so ki Moon's like name to his friends is Moon.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Ban is uh, the surname, and then Moon is all his siblings would share that. Me, ki. Uh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. All all his, uh, all the siblings will share that, and uh, that's really cool. It's like a really cool way of uh, a detailed breakdown of who that person is. Um, okay. I really I really like that. I like and it's it's a, it has a bit more flavour to it and a bit more kind of logic to it than just our Western thing where it's like first name and family name.
0: What distance is the middle name me- uh, measuring? Like how far back are you counting? Back?
1: I d- yes. I, why back? I, I don't understand why you're using
0: the word well, okay, back. What are you counting from? For the middle name. Yeah. If you so you and your brother would have the same middle name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but like, or is that one that's chosen? Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, the uh, the impression I get. And again, South Koreans, please do correct me. Oh, because when when you said it was the level in the family tree, I thought there was, like, a system to it, like, that you were counting from a common ancestor. Oh,
1: that's interesting. That's not the impression I get. The impression I get that is the firstborn gets, like, both of them, and then the next one gets the sort of the stratum identifier and then plus their new given name. That's the impression I got. Um but that's interesting if you think about it like that, where it's preordained almost. Hmm. Be interesting to find out if that's the system. It seems like that's unwieldy and not people will, wouldn't stick to it. Why would people? Yeah. Stick to, they get their own sort of be like. I don't want to call my kid what I want. You know.
0: Um, yeah, but it would be cool, like in a in a world building setting, or in a world building sense. Um, that kind of system would be cool for say a, a an aristocratic family. Yeah, that you know you're 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 counting from some common ancestor like the one that founded the family.
1: Yeah, that sound
0: yeah, that's dead right. Uh, Like calling your son the third.
1: Yeah, exactly. Except third, except more so. Except more so, and again, just uh, maybe it's biased because uh, everything in the east sounds great. And amazing uh, because I think everything in the West is boring, uh, but I just think it's more interesting as well than just being like the third. You have an actual name there as well.
0: Um, Not everything in the West is boring.
1: Uh, most things. I've been in the West for a long time, man. I'm a bit sick of Rainer the West. Roller coasters. <laughs> I've never been on a roller coaster. Uh, You've never
0: been on a roller coaster. So I have
1: no intention on being. Why? Why on earth would I go on a roller coaster? For fun? <laughs> no, man. That is the opposite of fun. It's like it's like okay, all right. Well, you you hand us over some of your money, and for that privilege, we will hurtle you about in like this metal capsule that is like simulates the sort of feelings you might uh, might feel if you were going through a really bad like car crash or or plane crash. Like <laughs> I don't want to be hurtled around the place. They don't actually crash, Edgar. No, they usually. don't. Ah, yeah, they simulate. They sim. They don't actually they go don't simulate they a don't, crash. They, they simulate don't. high <laughs> speed. They don't go through and have. The the actual like the finality of the hit like but you get all the lurching and oh why would you want to do that i don't want. Oh, no no, that's not my Good idea thrilling. my i i'm not a thrill seeker at all like uh the captain is the captain's all like skydiving bungee jumping and i'm kind of
0: like can i just have a
1: cup of tea and let me pop yeah, it around i probably, and the I probably photo wouldn't jump. do that
0: I mean, I'd I'd like to have done it, but I don't think I'd enjoy the experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. The the being able to say you did it is much better than actual doing it, I think. Yeah. Um, So this is, yeah, I'm not a drill seeker. In any case, uh, Korean world building point two.
0: The numbers.
1: The numbers. Now, this is definitely not a system from Korea, but it's just inspired by. So... Uh, the captain is beginning to up her Korean at the moment And she was mm-hmm. stu- she was learning numbers uh, There's two sets of numbers Okay There is a Korean set of numbers And then uh, I believe it's called a Sino-Chinese set of numbers um, And they're two totally different sets well, of numbers
0: Well, Sino means Chinese, doesn't it? So it would probably be Sino-Chinese no, be That would be like that's I what know I, english
1: That's what I remember being written on her chart Uh, I don't know. Interesting. That's, anyhow, that's not the important point. The important point is that there's two sets of numbers. uh, And the captain was telling me all about where uh, the different sets get implemented. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the implementations, which is kind of counterintuitive, is minutes are counted in one set, but hours are counted in a different set.
0: Um, Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Now, again, uh, possibly apocryphal. Uh, so correct me in the subreddit, but there are things like this where they employ, they employ the different numbers. And it got me thinking about this. And I think a cool thing would be to have a number system, to invent a number system whereby you make a distinction between countable and counted objects. And you employ a different linguistic number system depending on the usage. So I don't understand what that distinction is. So that distinction will be if you are like in the process of counting a thing, you would use one set. But when right. when the um like final figure has been determined, you would use another set. Like it is a set thing. Like so for example, you might go there are one, two, three, and then say, I don't know, gobbledygook cups on the table. So <laughs> one, two and three are your Counting numbers, and then once you have counted, and there's a, there's some sort of finality to it, you have a you employ a different system. Uh, so okay. you could so you could apply, say, like the counting numbers, for example, might be used in finance because there's an inherent sort of counting there. But things like, say, f- I don't know, floors on a building could be this counted system because it's not like there's a change of floors. Like the fifth floor is always going to be where the fifth floor is going to be. Um. And I yeah. just... I just uh, now, I'm not saying that this is a fleshed-out idea. <laughs> no, but, it's interesting, though. Yeah, and it's a thing that crops up in, in mathematics a, a lot, like you, the idea of countable, uh, like a, a series or a set that is countable versus mm-hmm. not countable. And it'd be cool to linguistically have that distinction in everyday language. And it'd be really interesting if uh, that could, like, meaningfully work in a culture. I think
0: that's an interesting yeah. idea. Um. um it's not. It doesn't seem like the same distinction as countable and not countable, because obviously you're counting something and then you're just using a different word for what you've counted too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, th- th- yeah. This is what I think of in my head. Uh, right. When I think of that, I'm, th- I'm not saying that that's actually what's going on. Uh, I don't have mm-hmm. better words to describe what's going on in I get you. my head. Um,
0: but yeah. Um, two things come to mind.
1: Okay. Point number two.
0: Uh, well, the second one is that... There's a, or there or certainly there used to be. I think it's only extinct at this stage. There used to be um, a counting pattern in Northern England. Okay. Used by shepherds, and it was to to count sheep, I and th- instead of counting uh, one, two, three, the 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 system went uh, yan tan tethra. Okay. And this went up to 20. Um, and at 20, they would drop like a, a pebble into a bucket or they'd like have some kind of tally system and they'd count over again. They'd start back at one. Um, so they, were, they weren't counting. It's kind of like what you're saying. They weren't actually counting with the numbers that they would use in normal um, language. They wouldn't say that they were like, Tether apples. They'd say there were three apples, but when counting sheep, they'd had they had this alternative system, and it was a very easy way of keeping track because you wouldn't have to like have an exact number each time. You just have to know what you ended up on. So you ended up with five pebbles and then ten sheep. You had that would be one hundred and two, but it's easier to keep track if you're just counting to twenty over and over. And okay. it's Easier to notice that the the. the The disparity more quickly. Uh,
1: And so, sorry, just to be clear, they had standard English. They had one, two, three,
0: four, five, the whole way up. They, yes. Well, I mean, they they spoke dialectical English. They weren't, they weren't RP speakers. They were speaking like Yorkshire dialect or Cumbrian dialect or whatever. But, But yeah, they, they had one, two, three in other contexts.
1: And then the Yantan Tetherer was just a completely different nomenclature for the, for it.
0: As far as I know. That's really interesting. And it's thought, I actually was thinking of this earlier, it's thought to be a holdover from Brythonic languages. That it's, Mm. uh, um, it's something that is there from kind of Celtic times. Huh
1: that's interesting yeah. I, I it always interests me when uh, we hear of um, dead counting systems or I'm presuming'm I'm presuming dead in this case um, mm-hmm. they, they t- tend to be always in weird bases they tend to be in like 12 or 20 and then Maya in arguably 60 um, that's that always fascinates me and I always I always wonder like what why why did they choose 20 like I don't understand like I can make a good case for choosing twelve. I can't understand the initial conditions that sets it up for a 20 but there you go what,
0: what would be initial conditions for twelve
1: um well the, the the way you would teach someone how to count in dozenal would be to use the uh what would, like the the sections of the finger in between the wrinkles. Do you understand what I'm saying
0: <laughs> right. But then would you not like use 14 because you've got 14 on each hand? No, end. no,
1: no, no. You know, your thumb is your counter.
0: Oh, okay. So you go one, two, three. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, change finger. And it's that, that. I think that's how base 12 cultures work. Um, so, but like, but there's no, I don't understand where there's a 20 breakdown on like. Uh, hold
0: on. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, <It's> like, <laughs> Bill starts counting ears and yeah. eyes. And <laughs> no, no, hold on. So you've got you've got ten fingers, right? In total, right. start with all of them down, right? Mm-hmm. Like with your with say with your palms facing you, and then make two fists. I am I am doing as you say. Okay, your left thumb, raise your left thumb. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Left index finger is two. Mm-hmm. Left middle finger is three, right? And then we go on with all of our fingers extended. That's ten. Yeah. Put your left thumb down and keep everything else up. That's eleven. Left index finger down is twelve. Left middle finger down is thirteen, and then all of them back down again. Yeah. You get back to twenty. Yeah. Now you're not distinguishing between zero and twenty, but it's still a way of, of I'm sure there's some way you could do that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense actually. I hadn't considered that. Uh, there's something weird about, there's something weird about counting, and, and putting down fingers. <laughs> Like, that seems like the opposite motion you should do when counting. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're meant to, like, put something
0: up, like, one. You know what I mean? As opposed to okay. collapse. Or right, then you could treat it as, as, um, each one as having two states. Halfway up and fully up.
1: Yeah, you could do that as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, there you go. There, There's one way of doing base 20. Yeah, there you go. Um, Bill has now solved my my conundrum on uh, <laughs> on cultures that count based funny no but that's that's uh, that's a really interesting point about uh,
0: about the shepherds i like that I learned something new and i'm going to recommend a piece of music here okay um look uh, should look up a song called old molly metcalf which is by uh, molly um a, a singer from from the, the 20th century uh, a a singer and guitarist from yorkshire called jake Thackeray. Who someone I'm very interested in anyway. And he does a, a lot of the stuff is actually very funny. Uh, but this is just a song about a a, a sheepminder who was a sort of an ancestor of his who would have spoken in, in this dialect and would have used this counting system. Cool.
1: Does the counting yeah. system feature in the song?
0: Uh yes. He he actually 40 in most versions of it he actually has a, a like a little spoken word bit beforehand where he explains what he's talking about and he explains you know Molly Metcalf was my you know great great aunt or whatever um and he goes through I'll I'll, re- I'll read out the the whole the whole one if you want um and then he he sings it and he works uh, he works the the first five into the into the song
1: Huh. Uh, don't yeah. read it out we'll stick in the show notes let people find out um yeah. I will. I'll have a look, and uh, sure, follow up might happen in the next show. mm mm-hmm. um,
0: um Okay. So I, I said I had two points. Oh Jesus! Yeah, what's your first point? My first point is uh, my much shorter one is, which I'm I'm learning a little bit of Welsh at the moment. Uh huh. And Welsh has two ways of reckoning numbers, which I'm not fully sure of the details yet because I'm still. Quite quite early on in my Welsh studies, but it has a, a decimal system, like in English and everything else, and it also has a what's the word for base twenty? Is it uh, vegesimal or something? Oh, I, have no uh, I have no idea. Yes, vigesimal yeah. system, like in French. You know how French? Oh, is yeah, like, yeah. You've Got twenty, and then forty is like two twenty. And then 60 is 60 for some reason Um, So hang on So uh, Welch has A base Like
1: a base 20 overlay
0: over the decimal
1: system They're
0: they're used In different contexts and I'm not sure Exactly what the contexts are Um, I haven't really gotten to using The vigesimal system yet Just base 20 Um, The base 20 system yet (laughs) Um, But yeah there's some distinction There for some reason
1: Oh cool. Uh wow, that's that's cool. Uh I I thought Korea would be an outlier in this. Um but that's interesting. Multiple mm. accounting systems. And again, it seems really counterintuitive to me because you think, Jesus, like it's hard enough to come up with one <laughs> and get everyone on board with that, but then there's two, like it's just I don't know. I wonder if there's three. I wonder if we have many multiples. Like that would be trippy. Um, Probably.
0: Homework there's some language somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's true. But it's not like there's an infinite amount of languages. In fact, there's actually, in the, in the grand scheme of things, actually quite a small collection of languages. So, well, there's like
0: 7,000 something, isn't
1: there? Yeah, that's not that's not the biggest data point in the whole wide world. Well, actually, it's the entire world, right? But, like, <laughs> it's not the biggest data point, you know? Uh, uh,
0: there's a fair few.
1: Yeah, it's, no, it's not small, but... Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow... Um, Cool. Some some good points there. I'll have a look into these uh, multiple numbered languages and see see if I can find anything else cool. Cool. Um, okay. So we have, can we actually talk about,
0: about the other flags then now.
1: Will we talk about the other flags? Yes. Let's talk. Uh, and now is this now which set of flags are you referring to? Are you referring to uh, flag corner or are you referring to my flag building?
0: Oh, flag corner.
1: Okay, let's do flag corner. It's been like literally cool. months. <laughs> okay, can I uh, can I
0: open these links?
1: Yeah, yeah. Open the first one, just the first one.
0: Okay. So this is the imager. Yeah. Current flag for Dallas County United. Yes, I saw this. <laughs> Okay. It's so, the best. Okay, so for the listeners, welcome
1: back to <laughs> Flag Corner. It's been a long time. Uh I had, I've put in a seriously heavy duty week on Reddit this week and uh, on the vexillogical vexillology subreddit, which everyone should be subscribed to cuz it's awesome. Uh we had an instance of one of the worst flags I have ever seen and that is The flag of Dallas County, Iowa, and it is shocking. So, Bill, do you want to? I'll take the next flag in terms of description. Do you want to paint a word picture?
0: This (laughs) flag? The answer is no. (laughs) I mean, I'm actually, I've I've actually this is such a a small picture. I'm going to try and find another. There is no um, higher resolution. Anywhere on the internet. The OP for the post on vexillology
1: was like, "This is the highest resolution I could find," but that doesn't even matter, Bill. Right?
0: <laughs> um, one doesn't need HD to see the sh- through this one. <laughs> okay, so it says it's it's a white rectangle. I, I one by two maybe or two by five. I can't really tell. Um, that's two by five. Yeah, uh, probably. And it says across the the top, uh, centered. And any, any guess as to what font that is, Edgar? Oh, I don't know. Some, you know, reasonably bold font. Yeah, some, um,
1: some seraphive sort of font. And it says Dallas County.
0: It says Dallas County. Now, below that, there are, I guess, what could be... Five separate vignettes and then a little logo at the bottom, or it might be six vignettes, uh, one of which is very small. <laughs> um, and okay, we'll, we'll work around these. We'll go clockwise and then we'll do the one in the middle. So yeah, that... we've got in the top left, uh, <laughs> top left. S- something, something, Clark House, something of something, and then dates. That's written in more text below it. Um, so we have a. The ske- Clark House appears to be it's like a house, like a big, a big country house. So there's, um, there is so
1: in the top left-hand corner there is a big, uh, black and white sketch of a country house with yeah. more incredibly fine print text and dates below it.
0: Yeah. All right. So top right. <laughs> top right, some Doctor J. B. Prenton. Home. Yeah, it could be. No, home and office. Home and office. Okay, so this is again. This is written under another sketch of another, like another black and white sketch of a house. So that that's um, obviously
1: Doctor J B Prenton's uh, office. It's, that is the local doctor's. I'm
0: assuming. I I guess so. Or maybe someone in the history Could of be. The Could Dallas be. County was what I get. Now below that there, I I'm gonna say like it is a person. It is a person. That's undeniable. Beyond that, I'm not gonna make any claims. I don't um, I don't know what is they're wearing. That hat is extremely interesting. Um something Clark Kinbeck. Kinbeck L- July eighth, nineteen sixteen to June second, nineteen <laughs> I mean that could be eighteen sixteen, I don't know. Certainly something teen something teen. <laughs> Um, founder of something trophy queer. Okay, I, I've read that wrong. That's that's not a word. <laughs> and then <laughs> bottom left is a guy doing a karate kick? Yeah, doing a karate kick with like a big old black welly. <laughs> and he, I think he's wearing I think he's wearing wellies and jodfers. Um, I think so. And it says Bob Peller
1: Bob, Bob Peller <laughs>
0: just,
1: just um, Bob
0: hanging out in the bottom of the flag doing his karate kings with his wellies <laughs> and there's more like that's really small it says 1962 at the end of that text as far as I can make out oh. okay now um, <laughs> then at the bottom this could be a logo or something or it could be like another vignette it, no man some, it's, it's some... clearly a QR code so <laughs> <laughs> from here it my, my initial reaction was that it was like a, a small logo a stylized logo of a lot of books put together and their spines but across all the spines it says like the the numerals for 50 or like sc or something and oh. there's like absolutely minuscule text below that and um, i'm not saying it is books i'm just saying that was my first reaction i'm not i'm not going to make any claims as to what it is um but the piece de resistance <laughs> ...of this flag is the centerpiece. So right in the center, um, with the houses and the people at at the, you know, above and below and to either side of it, uh, we have Dallas County Courthouse. Now, this is actually quite legible, this text here, and it's a black and white drawing of, I would assume, the Dallas County Courthouse, a, a building somewhere in whatever the main town in Dallas County is. Um, But what really makes this pop... Out of the the rest of the texture <laughs> is that it looks like its roof is on fire. Yeah, it does. Now, I realise that it's not that a roof is on fire. It must it's some kind of red slate roof, and that's the only bit of colour that they've chosen to illustrate on the flag.
1: Wait, um, no, hang on, Bill, I think you're entirely wrong. That's that that the, the, the fiery bit cannot be its roof.
0: What? Why? I think it's meant to be a, a red a red slate roof. And like but it's, it's so- got peak roof. And, like, it's, oh. like, got several different peaks. Like, it's got several gables there.
1: Oh. Oh, I kind of see it now. Oh, man. that, that Maybe really, it is on fire. That really, maybe it is on fire. I was like, I, I, for li- I looked at this for so long, and for life of me, I couldn't understand why there was fire behind the courthouse. But that makes sense. It's a roof. That's
0: look, a- I, I, if you look at it on Wikipedia, it does have kind of a reddish roof. Oh, did you Google Dallas County Courthouse? No, just Google Dallas County, Iowa. And there's a picture of it on Wikipedia. Oh, There's a picture of the courthouse on the page. So
1: their courthouse isn't burning. It's just the roof. (laughs) So what makes this flag... Uh, just just like a triumph. Like, never mind the fact that it looks like their own courthouse, which they're holding in such high regard to be placed in the center of flag is burning. It's just like it really it just it just holds the books of flag design up, the like the the principles of flag design, and it just kind of like just puts a torch to it and lets it burn. Like it's just like like, you know, do you know the way you know like no text on a flag? You you want no text on a flag? We'll give you all the text. Like there is one, two, three, four, five lines, six, seven, seven lines of English text on this, right? And then, you know, it's like, oh, you should never put a date on a flag. We will give you all the dates. And there's an additional one, two, three, four, possibly five or six lines of just dates. And then it's like, don't do anything too complicated. Don't do not do complicated drawings. And it's like, you want complicated drawings? we well, will give you five complicated drawings. It's just, it's just, Oh it's an utter trade wreck, and then the fact that it looks like they just didn't care about the color of the flag. It's kind of like, oh yeah, we need to put all these complicated pictures on it. Uh, white, yeah, okay, cool. It's just brilliant.
0: like, and that, like you, it's a flag that you could just print out, no bother, because it's just black and a little bit of red. Sheet of A four paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The so as with most things on Reddit, the initial post is is nearly always great, but it's. In comments, where, where you really, we really truly find the golden, golden
0: parts of
1: vexillology. Okay. And that would be the third link, Bill.
0: The third link. So we're skipping, oh, sorry, hold on. We're skipping so two, we're two for skipping a second. Number- skipping number two for a second. Okay. Okay, so third link. Can I open this? You can open it. Go for it. No, don't, why did you open six times?
1: <laughs> Uh, Dear listeners, Bill is having shocking internet problems today (laughs) Oh
0: my god, this is amazing
1: Did you not see this in the comment thread? No (laughs) I'm so happy When when, when you said that you heard, uh, you seen this in the comment thread I was like, oh no, he knows the gag that's coming But you don't, and it's brilliant Isn't that the most glorious flag ever? What on earth is this? Okay, so I'm going to take the description for this one. This is a flag, the flag of Adair or Adair County, again, in Iowa. And this is the same plain rectangular thing. It's tricolour, so yellow band on top, white band in the middle. Again, the similar yellow band on the bottom. In the top yellow band, we have, in giant text, Adair or Adair, and in the bottom yellow band, we have Iowa. So we all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle is where the magic happens. We have, just like the Dallas County flag, we have black and white depictions of various things that must come from a in excruciating detail. So we have uh, something that can either be a Ferris wheel or the mage character from Final Fantasy IX. Uh, that's on the far left On the flagpole side of the flag. Okay. (laughs) And then we have... uh, Something that I can only uh, tell that it looks like a two-headed bull. That's obviously not what it's meant to be, but it looks like a two-headed bull.
0: No, I... I'm with you on that. I think it's a two-headed bull. That's a two-headed
1: bull. I'm going to skip the thing in the center. We'll leave the best to last. Moving yeah. moving over, we have a, a tractor, plain and simple tractor. And then we have, to counterbalance the sort of you know, rural, agrarian route sort of thing, we have a plane.
0: And, and then it looks like a fighter jet kind of plane. It's not yeah, like a big, it's not like a passenger jet. It's not a crop dusting plane. This
1: this is it's, not, yeah. This is not agriculture planes, and this is not a 747 to take you to take you around the country. This is a specialist plane. <laughs>
0: yeah. And
1: then and then in the middle, in the middle, we have what can be described like this is we want to keep this episode PG. Uh like there's very very really, like uh, R-rated things that this could be described as, but I'd like in the putting my PG hat on. This looks like a uninflated yellow balloon <laughs> with yes. a big massive smiley face on the the roundy bit at the top, and it yeah. is it is so strange until you learn that that is in fact the Adir, Adir County's Counties uh, Water Tower. Yeah. They have a giant water tower in Adair County that is just yellow and has a giant smiley face on the front of it. Does the actual
0: water tower actually have a smiley face? The
1: actual water tower has a smiley face. Now I spent about two oh, seconds. That's nice. On. That is no it is nice. Like and it makes sense. It's like a prominent thing, but it's just the rendition of the water tower on the flag is so yeah. it's it's
0: just it's it's so lo-fi and it's so adorable looking and it's just so silly the uh the far left element yes the leftmost element in the center to me that looks like a pharaonic headdress perhaps you know with the blue and gold stripes on either side
1: yeah yeah
0: or it could be like a a, a badge like a like a, a policeman's badge
1: oh it could be a policeman's badge yeah
0: but beside that I'm pretty sure that's a two-headed cow
1: uh, I have a question regarding the, the two-headed cow. Uh, yeah. Is the two-headed cow, uh, is it on uh, skis?
0: It, it could be.
1: It looks like it's on skis. And then further to that point, what is the black thing lying to the left of the two-headed cow?
0: Maybe it's a, a two-headed cow that just come off a ski jump and those that's the shadow.
1: Yes, Bill, Bill, undoubtedly that
0: is what it is. I like how the tractor has a shadow as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just like such an unnecessary detail. It's great. I know, right? And again, it's another thing, like, you know, bad
1: flag design, put a gradient on things. We have a nice little, little taper, little shadow tapers. Um, yeah, that flag is golden. A-, a Redditor redesigned it. And, like, clearly the only logical option here is to have a giant yellow flag with just a smiley face on it. Like forget everything else. Like that's clearly the best. Like there's actually a good flag to be had. All this. Uh, I'll link this in the show notes as well. I love that flag. It's the big yellow background, smiley face, and it's like the water tower. And that is the happiest, cutest, most fun-loving thing ever. And I, I fully endorse that as a flag design. This is great for like, comic relief. But they actually have a genius flag, and they should go. by they should go and do it. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, though- those were those were my adventures in Flagland. I will link all the stuff in uh the show notes and like I said anyone who's not scri- uh, subscribed to uh the vexillology subreddit should be cuz it's amazing.
0: I I thoroughly agree.
1: Um okay, have you got anything else to add on that?
0: No, that's that's uh that's me all flagged out. That's that was good. Okay. I'm reading
1: 1984. Uh-huh. by George Orwell.
0: George Or, or-, or- Orwell
1: George Orwell. George Orwell. God, the most awkward thing to say. George Orwell. Anyway, so I'm reading 1984 uh, by George Orwell at the moment. I'm about maybe like halfway, just over halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, before I get into the mapping, quite a point I have about this. Um, it was sold to me as being like a really dark and depressing book. Mm hmm. It's totally not.
0: <laughs> like How I'm really. Far, did you say you
1: were into it? About halfway, maybe sixty okay. percent. Like I get that. Like it's obviously not like you know this isn't Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Right? But, like we get that, but like the love story. Spoilers for 1984. But the the love story at the center of it is the most adorable, cute, and romantic thing ever. Like like it's like it, the start of the book was horrible and dingy and grimy and then this love story happened and you're just kind of like oh and you get really emotionally involved in it and you forget about the 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 nasty world they live in and so i found myself like like eager to keep listening to the book um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to being like oh i have to slog through yet another paragraph of just like overwhelmingly depressing dystopian stuff like it was that he's done the thing he's did there like the juxtaposition is great it's glorious Um, Mm -hmm. that's just a little point Um, the point I want to talk about is about the world map of 1984 does your edition have a map in it? Uh, no I do audiobooks man
0: okay (laughs) I've never seen an edition that has an actual map
1: right but like but we kind of we can glean from the details of the book what the map sort of kind of looks like okay like it's like we have there's there's a
0: very specific description at one point Right, of how it's, okay, of how great. how everything is, is, is divided up, yeah.
1: Right, so uh, I uh, your thought, like every time they mention like uh, Eurasia or East Asia yeah. and Oceania, I'm always a little bit taken out of the book, right? And I try to figure out why that was. And part of me, for no good reason, just thinks that this breakdown of um, territories is a little bit unrealistic. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Eurasia, totally on board with. It. I can totally see Russia just coming in and taking mainland Europe, like there. Mm-hmm. That's. I think there's a logical thread from when the book was written to to that happening. I think that's fine. The idea of East Asia, so China and surrounding, like up into Manchuria and and down into Southeast Asia, uh, combining as one, totally fine. What I'm not fine with is it Oceania. It's like, okay, I get like England and the states. I, I totally get that and then as a proxy you know Ireland being a close neighbor might go with it, and then yeah. down through the Americas I don't understand how Australia and just like just South Africa tagged along in that thing I don't understand how how that would happen and I don't understand why necessarily those territories would stay um I don't know and again I've, I've no good reason to think to 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 um, feel this way about it, like I should just accept it and be fine. But something mm. about it just, just it makes me feel weird. So I was wondering, um, what do you think about this?
0: Well, the why of it is is just seems really apparent to me. Uh, w- what is the why of it? Why why would white less and why South Africa and Australia would be part of this uh, polity? Are, are we going to talk Commonwealth? Yeah, they're part, they're they're British.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: the the, the defining thing here is, Insock, like English socialism. It's the it's part of the Anglo world, and particularly at the forties. Well, then where, hang where on, hang written.
1: on. Well, okay. Well, in that case, then surely then uh, South America is the outlier. Like well, South
0: America is part of Oceania as well, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, according yeah. according to the maps I have, I
1: have seen, and yeah,
0: yeah. Um
1: Like how does Ink uh, okay fine if I accept the common. An, an extension
0: thing- of of North American hegemony. Okay. Which yeah. considering how the 20th century went, again, not all that not all I mean it was done in a more um hands-off kind of way, but it was you know not not altogether outrageous. And yep. my, my my other thing is that's taking that's taking the information available to characters within the book as being the truth.
1: Right. Which is something
0: probably worth considering.
1: Okay, so it, it could be that Oceania isn't like that at all. or Yeah, I mean, yeah. I,
0: again, I, I don't know how far you've gotten here. Um, so there, there is a very important scene in the book. Will I, will I describe it? Uh,
1: I can tell you exactly how far I've gotten. The last thing I listened to... Was Winston uh, accepts to be part of that like rebel group? What are they called? The Brotherhood. Are they called the Brotherhood,
0: right? Um, so I I don't know
1: if that helps with what you're gonna say.
0: Not really. Cause it's been so long since I've read it. Hmm. There, there's a scene. I think I think it's reasonably early. Um, where there's like a, a, there's a big rally. Um, to to celebrate um their war against uh, Eurasia and then in the middle of the war or in the middle of the rally uh, someone like people go up and they take down the signs and they put up different signs that are that say that the war is against East Asia instead of Eurasia
1: oh yeah no I've read this bit I've read this bit yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean what the characters within the book believe about the world isn't necessarily reliable Okay, yeah, no that's especially that's... about the wider world, not that they're necessarily unreliable narrators and what happens to themselves, but
1: yeah no definitely, definitely that's true uh yeah, that's yeah no, I agree with that I definitely agree with that um but assuming if we assume that what they know is correct like uh, orwell is is describing his idea of what how the earth would break down through mm-hmm. through them um Oceania is still weird to me. And it just popped into my head there. What's the deal then with, like, is the the entirety of the Commonwealth is, isn't is embedded within Oceania? Like, India, as far as I'm aware, is not in Oceania. And surely India is, like, one of the, like, big ones in terms of Commonwealth.
0: Um, sure. I mean, kind of the, the, the jewel in the crown of the empire or whatever. Right. But, you know... I, like, I think as far I think it's aware. in I think it's in the disputed zone,
1: yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's in the disputed zone. And that disputed zone now it, this is just this is basically like a war zone, is it? This is the zone where like everyone is just claiming this. like the, all the hegemonies are trying to just get at it. Um I think so. okay, okay. okay. Um, yeah, but no, I mean it...
0: consider its proximity to the other like I mean, the other two powers have have a lot of access there. And I mean, it's a, a historically a not, not a ridiculous situation, you know, if you look at the history of the, say, the 19th century mm-hmm. and the, like, vying for control of Central Asia, um, I mean, you're just moving it a bit further south, but you know, there's, it, Afghanistan could very easily have been part of, of British India if a, a few historical things had gone differently.
1: Yeah, okay, so South Africa and Australia are quite isolated in terms of the rest of the big powers in the world. Um, mm-hmm. So they're free of the, that sort of interference. That that makes sense. Uh, do you like what George Orwell has done uh, with it? Like, when you read the book, did you have any sort of uh, comments or thoughts on the, like, the political breakdown sort of nature of it?
0: Well, I was like 13, so... <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, um I mean I I I would say now that it's it's a little bit um if you if you take that at face value it's a little bit uh overly simplistic. But I think the what he's saying with with the book and even from an in universe point of view what the characters actually the the access to information that characters have goes a long way towards justifying that.
1: Okay. It's obviously wrong because like 1984 turned out to be entirely different. So like, you know, throw away the book and start again. <laughs> uh, okay, that's 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 all I wanted to bring up. I just wanted to see uh, what you thought about, uh, about the map. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill, I hear you did some mapping over the course
0: of the Christmas. I certainly did. I certainly did. Certainly
1: did. And prior to us recording, Bill sent me a map. So I am going to open it. Up uh, and while I'm doing that, do you want to paint a word picture for the uh, the listeners?
0: Okay, this is a map of a small town or a village. Okay, it is to, to briefly describe or to explain what's going on um, in the map. Uh, it, I will. I intend to have a slightly uh, better version of the map when this goes live. Mm-hmm. We're working from a draft here. Um. The line running across most of the top is a very high cliff and escarpment.
1: Okay.
0: The um, the There's a river running from the top left down towards the, the lower right. Um, and then there's a couple of small streams done in blue that feed into that river.
1: Okay. This is the river that flows into the Medicine Cup.
0: From the Medicine Cup.
1: From the Medicine Cup. Uh, links. Links in the show notes, as usual, for everyone. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Oh, so the the village is at the base of these cliffs.
0: Yes. The right. Village is is below these cliffs. It is below this this um, escarpment.
1: So then, I take it then that the medicine cup has some sort of waterfall coming out of it.
0: There, no the there is a waterfall just beyond the the what is shown on the map in the top left. The waterfall is up there.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, so the water, the medicine cup is a, a turbulent pool at the bottom of the Okay,
1: waterfall. okay, yeah, and the, and the cliffs kind of wrap around it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, Which it, witch it. Okay, and then, uh, do you want to explain what the big stump, the top stump, and the wide stump is? Uh, th- this is...
0: Th- so there, there are three rock formations. They're like little mazes or stacks.
1: Okay. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and what sort of scale are we dealing with here, when you say little?
0: Um, I don't have a good numerical answer for that.
1: Well, okay, are these like... Uh, okay, how do I put
0: it? Okay, no, actually... Um, oh, well, well, let me think. I do have, in, in the, the accompanying description, I say that the cliffs are... The, is it the height of 20 men or more? Hold on. I'll, I'll Google what I... Or I'll, I'll open the document and see what, what I said about the cliffs. Okay. Um, So, the the, the the cliff is the height of 50 men or more. So, uh, the the stumps are less high than that. Let's say around 40.
1: Okay. The height of about uh, 40 men. Okay, okay. So, the cliffs are 50 men high and the stumps are some undefined... Well, some 40 40 okay all right cool got that and the the river the river winds its way through them and then we obviously hit the village at the bottom right hand corner of your map
0: well yes that's that's the edge of the village at the bottom right hand corner it's quite it's it's built in this triangular wedge between the cliff and the river and it's quite sparsely sparse it's spread out
1: Okay, so we have here a fruit orchard, I think that's fairly self-explanatory, uh, mm-hmm. with a little river that flows into uh, a square-like structure.
0: No, well, again, from a square structure.
1: Sorry, from, yeah, sorry, no, yeah, yeah, sorry, from. Uh, so what is that, squ- is that some sort of building?
0: Yeah, that's, it's a, sort of a, a wooden palisade, and inside it there is like a little barracks and, and halls and, and sheds and things.
1: Oh, so that's quite a large structure. Mm, yeah i guess okay okay and then coming out of that we have roads uh, i see and then what are the circular things
0: the circular things are the houses
1: that's a very interesting arrangement of houses sir is there uh what what's what's going on there what what are, uh what are they in like city blocks <laughs> does it look like a city block
0: no, they're just they're just kind of individually built dwellings around kind of communal land f- used for for small scale agriculture.
1: Okay, okay. And then the X's so are. So people like sort of... grow
0: grow vegetables or like keep animals or whatever on the you can see there's kind of four-ish plots and people like grow vegetables there. Oh, okay. Or keep their goats or whatever.
1: Oh cool. Uh, and then the X's are like some sort of wall or fence or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, the kind of the boundary, the one running kind of north to south from the cliff to the to the river, um, is the edge of the the village. Obviously, it's um, got you know it's it's like a hedges and walls and fence. It's not it's not a single continuous structure, but there's yeah. there's something at every point along there. And then the one running from the main fence to the stream is an internal one and. They, they use the top right there as a sort of a corral for herds.
1: Okay. And, and can you explain mm-hmm. to me what the other large square structure is at the bottom near the
0: river? Uh, that's a sort of a warehouse where like stuff from river traders is kept or things like that. Okay. A boathouse kind of thing.
1: Cool. In, in my head, this seems like quite a... with With the cliffs and the mesas, it seems like quite a idyllic little place i don't know if that's what you're aiming for and there's a waterfall and also the languages you're using like the medicine cup and big stumps top stumps it it reminds me i don't know is this a this is obviously quite a low-tech setting isn't it
0: um not necessarily overall but i mean yeah you don't you don't need a lot of technology for this
1: yeah i like it Uh, and so why did you choose to do this sort of map
0: um, well, we, we said that it would be somewhere in uh, Handwavia or Dagger. Um, Obviously, right. I'd be working in Handwavia. And it's just, it's probing at uh, an area of interest that I have kind of bubbling away in the back of my mind in Handwavia, in the main planet of Handwavia. Okay. Um, And it sort of, it arises, it originally arose from a a kind of a, a set piece scene that I I, I came up with, which in, involved the waterfall, and it's drifted away from that uh, a fair amount, um, but it, that was kind of the the initial the initial impulse.
1: Okay, uh, and what's the name of the town?
0: Uh, Hapa. Say again. Hapa. Hapa. Well, it's kind of like a. Back of the throat for cat of hapa. and then you have to articulate both p's.
1: Hop. Oh, so like it's like ha-pa.
0: Yeah, but it's a little bit faster than that. Like Chapa. like the way they do like the doubled consonants in Finnish, I think.
1: Oh, cool. Okay, all right. So um, that's the sort of uh visual description of what's going on. Uh, Bill also before we start recording sent me a. Uh, a small piece of prose to describe the sort of world building around it, the sort of story behind it, um, mm-hmm. and if I can summarize, uh, the thing I got from this and links in the show notes, everyone goes check it out. This is a town that is about is about to be conquered by some almighty force, and is this a thinly veil, veiled uh, uh, idea of like the Colombian Exchange sort of thing? like is this, uh, is this the, might, the no, mighty the mighty the mighty uh like England or Portugal analog coming along and just pillaging the Americas
0: um there is a sort of an an empire with violent intentions in another land uh, it's not really it's not really as um no it's 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 not really uh, analogous to the the conquistadors.
1: Okay, so you, you have so you've spent the, the Christmas constructing this small town Chapa, uh, and that is unfortunately under the scrutiny of a big massive empire and may be subject to invasion,
0: really soon. Well, um, there's 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 one plan. certainly there. The the idea is that this is written by a an, an ambassador or kind of a spy who's sort of scouting out this other country.
1: And for, and for anyone... Kind of making
0: up p- plans, potential plans.
1: For anyone who has missed this, Bill's writing when it comes to his world building is always done in-universe by characters mm-hmm. in the setting, and it's true them that we always learn what's going on.
0: Um, Not exclusively when it comes to Handwavia, but, but with, with my, main, my main project, yes, and mostly with Handwavia.
1: So am I to assume that this map, then, Bill, is the drawings of this scout...
0: Yes, exactly
1: Very interesting, I like that So a scout has been dispatched And he has lived amongst See, he's obviously lived amongst the people for a bit Because he has some detail going on this map Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, that's really grim The scout has come, lived amongst the people Mapped the place Like, learnt their nomenclature And he's learnt their, like, yeah He's he's learnt about them And he's still, I'm assuming, going to go back And deliver the report And then these poor people are going to be potentially wiped out or taken over or subject to cholera. Uh, potentially. Oh, that's really, Jesus, so, Bill, that's really dark. <laughs> um, I like I like the, I don't know if this is deliberate and maybe I'm reading too much into it. I really like this idea of it's the kind of, your, your settlement is like enshrouded in cliffs and there's like this gorgeous waterfall. It looks, it seems quite idyllic. And mm-hmm. the, the fact that that is uh, juxtaposed with the nasty intentions of these outsiders, I think that's really cool. Whether or not it's intentional, I don't know. Um,
0: but yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm interested in people's answers. I won't necessarily give a yes or no if you've got an answer here for this now. But I'm interested to, to what do people think I'm getting at? Or what are my um, inspirations geographically and culturally? So I am going to give
1: uh, answers here in part. I was going to ask, what are your inspirations behind these mesas? Like They seem seem more than just like, oh, I'll throw down a random river and here's some boundaries or whatever. There seems to be some sort of thought there. I don't have any context to be like, what's he drawing on there? Uh, The initial Mm. impression I get from just looking at the map, and again, especially the fact that you've called the little pool the medicine cup, I'm thinking that this is a sort of Native American analogue um, set, set, uh, settlement. Um, okay. That's what, I don't know, I realise your question's rhetorical you're not going to answer, but that's what I get from it. Uh, and I'm finding it difficult. I feel like I have headcanon now for uh, <laughs> for invasion, uh, Western invasion, and I feel like this is all a big um, uh, look into that and exa- examination of that.
0: So I, we'll leave a look um, at the subreddit. I- Check one. I may I may need to rewrite it because I I, I intended to imply that the they're from the same landmass, the these people and the author of the document. Um, ah,
1: yeah, but you can still. It's still that's it's re, it's irrelevant. It's some outsider who fe, who sounds like uh, they have, who sounds like they feel maybe superior to these people because they're studying them, uh, mm-hmm. is writing. A document we posted back to the thing for people to invade like it it's irrelevant as to whether or not there's a sea in between it, like that's just okay okay i think that's, that's just that's, nip, that's just nitpicky details in my head i'm thinking yeah uh i'm thinking colombian exchange uh yeah let's see what the subreddit says so have have a look at the map have a look what's going on have a read of the little it's very it's a very very brief little document it's like a 1a4 page something like that
0: um uh, I'll tell you now. It how many words it is. It's eight hundred words.
1: It's eight hundred uh, words long. It's not a big read. Have have a read and let us know. Uh, and uh, in the subreddit and, and see what people think. Uh, do you have anything else you want to elucidate on there, Bill?
0: Um, no. I think I'm 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 reasonably happy with how I've I've presented this. Um, you you did pick up that this is intended to be. Something that's been drawn by the the scout, mm-hmm. um, or by someone among his among his staff. Um, I'm not an artist, so I'm not going to pretend to <laughs> like when I was tasked with making a map. I'm not going to make a detailed city plan or you know professional cartography. Um, and something done in the field by a scout uh, seemed more appropriate to my, um artistic abilities (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, totally totally um and not not that you know it's it's a a task that isn't difficult or doesn't require skill but i'm assuming you know that the envoy's original uh scout who was drawing the maps fell in a, a pit or got gored by an animal or something and uh they had to give it to his backup who wasn't quite as good at drawing um, uh, that's the story uh, there. <laughs> I love, I love the way
1: you do that. Like, is it, I don't do this at all in my world, building like my world thing is so sterile compared to yours. It's just kind of like I have an idea I and I just want to execute it. Thank you very much for the compliment. Well, I no, I well, I think it is because well, mm, ugh, less lived in. My world building is like the pre what the prequels <laughs> is to the original. Star Wars. It's kind of like (laughs) (laughs) sterile, less lived in and like uh, just there for the execution because I enjoy the execution of it where I feel like you like to explore these things. Like I would never be like, oh, I'm going to draw a map that is intended to be drawn by a scout. I'm going to be like, how good could I execute this map? And do you know what I mean? Like I have a very different approach to you and I think your, your approach is a much more, um, engaging and i and i feel like you you do this you actually make fiction from your world building it's supposed to be you just world builds world builds for for the laugh um so yeah i, I think that's really cool the way you like someone was intended to do the cartography they died the way people do on journeys sometimes and then someone less equipped does the cartography and that's genius i love that <coughs> I think it's so cool. Um, so, yeah, everyone have a look at the map uh, and let us know what you think. I'm assuming, is comments and criticisms uh, open for this, Bill? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, absolutely. just feel free to tell Bill that he split his rivers. It's fine. Like these, Don't ever split the rivers, you know? Um, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> will we... Okay, will we go on to uh, some flag
0: stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've come up with. Okay,
1: <clears throat> so... Uh, Open up the Dropbox folder. Uh, as we all know, I was tasked with doing some flag designing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. My shtick here is that uh, I decided to design a flag for the rebels in the Dagger setting. Um, and I had a pop at it, and in typical Edgar style, I couldn't just do one; I did four. <laughs> <laughs> so i approve uh, th- uh, thank you uh so okay so the first flag i designed uh, again all in the show notes is a skull flag mm-hmm. okay uh it is to give a very brief word picture it is purple on the hoist side is it called the hoist side I think so. Yeah, it is purple on the hoist side. You it think is... we'd know at this stage. I know, tell, tell me about it. <laughs> 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 it is purple on the hoist side. It is black on the fly side, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And there is a skull placed just off center uh, in, uh, on top of the two sections. Uh, and the flag is perforated at the edge. It is in four little spikes. Um, what do you feel when you see this flag?
0: Um, what do I feel when I see this flag?
1: What do you think my creative impulse was? Why did I choose the decisions? What,
0: do, what does it, does it speak to you, Bill? Well, you, you left out one thing in the description of the flag. Oh yeah, there's- Which a- is that in, in the center of the skull, there's kind of a golden, I guess would be the, the term. A kind of yellow orangey disc.
1: Yeah, there's a yellow-orangey or disc in the center of skull, and there's also what uh, is the silhouette of a gas giant with rings there as well.
0: Oh, Oh, so now do you want to try? Oh, that's and ha- clever. Oh.
1: so now do you want to have a stab at what do you think the meaning might be?
0: Um. Well, the skull is surrounding the 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 gas giant. It is. And the 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 golden, so I guess the, the golden disc is the sun, the local star, um, and it's about uh, symbolizing some kind of dominance over the system, whether that's, the skull is the brutality of the current regime and its dominance, or the skull is a symbol of their rebels and it's, their projected and their hope for future dominance.
1: Man, the author is truly dead in this case, because that is not what I intended, but that is Jesus. <laughs> uh yeah, no, my thoughts were just simply I had to try and uh put down on the flag the sort of main pillars of everything we said in the podcast. That is, there is a gas giant, uh and mm. the osteomancy, the skull is just bones. Yeah. That's it.
0: Um, and the outline of the skull can be formed from a single continuous loop, which brings us back to the knots.
1: The outline of the skull is a trefoil
0: knot, exactly. Um, oh, it's a, yeah, it's exactly a trefoil knot. It is. Of
1: I spent too long trying to figure out how to draw a skull in the how to draw a trefoil knot in the shape of a skull. But that right there is a trefoil knot skull. And then the the TT bit. What do you think of the TT bit? Does that? Um, it reminds me of something quite specific. All right. What's a, what's a quite a
0: specific thing? Um, in Warhammer Forty Thousand, oh. there a lot of the art, um, is, is this like like incredibly uh, detailed, um, kind of uh, black and white art, um, uh, at least in in the older editions of the rule books that I'm familiar with, um, and it combines this sort of, uh, biotech. Uh, aesthetic with um a, a kind of a high baroque religiosity um cool. so one of the things you often see is um like skulls like 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 disembodied skulls with bionic implants flying around and they have electronics trailing from them and they have like prayer scrolls attached to, the, to them as well god um, damn it and they were a really striking image. And there's something that I, I looked at a lot when I was a child, looking at these at these books. And so just the dangling things from the bottom of the skull reminded me of that. And the way it looks kind of like uh, circuitry diagrams yeah. reinforced that as well.
1: That That's exactly what it was meant to be like, and I, to invoke the idea of circuits. So the idea of biotech, mm. that's literally yeah. it. And I hate the way whenever you have an idea, someone else has had the idea before you. Uh, but yeah so that was the whole point is get bones on the flag get uh, the nanobots mm-hmm. or something that invokes that on the flag get the gas giant and get uh, the the yellow disc is actually meant to be the planet oh okay uh, and get that on the planet and then regarding the colours uh, my design brief for myself was use colours that are not used on flags uh, and I looked it up and those colours the least used colours on flags are purple brown, and uh, gray. So mm. I attempted to use purple, brown, and gray. And as a result, a bit of canon for everyone, I've now decided that the fluid that is injected into people in Dagger is purple in color. <laughs> Just so I can... The X fluid The X fluid I still have to come up with a name for that still have to come up with a name for that maybe that's next well week. i still
0: come up with an actual name for my country so <laughs> yeah well, that's <laughs> for my, true for yeah finnats so isn't going to cut it in the long run
1: so that is that flag uh i i i felt that that was too teenagery and angsty after a couple of days of looking at it so i decided okay. to move on to flag number 2
0: okay uh oh it didn't i pressed the button it didn't go prefecture flag okay
1: Okay, Ooh. so uh, this thing, if I remember correctly, because there was many, many iterations of the Prefecture Fag, so I think this is a square purple background. Mm, rectangular. Uh Yeah, sorry, yeah, a rectangular purple background uh, mm-hmm. with this circuitry idea from the previous thing, except it's in the shape of a T. And yep. a, in the sort of circular bits... And there's three circular bits at the at either points at the end points of the T, and within them Mm -hmm. there is a brown colored circle. Is there?
0: Uh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. It looks
0: gold to me from the surrounding colors, but yes, it is. It is brown.
1: It's sort of browny, goldy color, and then it has a black outline around it. Yeah. And that was so. This was a simplification of the previous idea. Purple for the X fluid, and then the idea of the circuit, the T. Uh, there is no D sound in my Oa language, so I replaced it with a T sound. So that's T that symbolizes tagger.
0: Okay. So th-
1: that is literally the symbol from my how to uh, come up with a writing system video. That is the symbol for the T sound. So that's
0: you know. Oh, it, it it's in Oa T is is T. Yeah, in Oa, the, the in T o- glyph is that it represents the T sound. Okay. Exactly.
1: Cool. So so that glyph is just the first letter or whatever of dagger if we assume that dagger is pronounced with a t sound over there uh if i if i had thought about all this i would have put a d sound in in oa but i didn't (laughs) uh and then the the three the three endpoints worked out perfectly because that's three sons in there and then the outline, a is binary
0: like, system and a distant
1: companion, and a distant companion, and then the outlines around Ooh. them. Could you could see that as they are uh, in front of three other planets, which I've also included before. So that that's how that flag arose out. Which I kind of like better. This flag, it's less angsty. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but then, Bill, I went. Sorry, I'm waffling. But then I went. That's nah, boring.
0: So I did the third one. <laughs> okay, can I ask you a question about the Prefecture uh, flag? Sorry, though? yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. What does prefecture mean?
1: Oh, yeah. It looks very much like it's in keeping with the Japanese prefecture flags. Like, they all have this solid color background and then some sort of really modern, angular sort of glyph in
0: the middle. So, this would fit
1: perfectly in with that design scheme. Um,
0: Yeah. So, that's why. As far as I remember, I quite like a lot of those flags. They're kind of... They there's a, there's a, they're doing a specific thing that other flags don't really do and they do it quite well. They do a great
1: job of saying we have a design brief for the country, stick to it but be unique. And mm-hmm. everyone sticks to it but yeah. everyone's really unique. Some of them are better than others. Like some of them are absolutely golden like Tokyo's the great flag. Um mm-hmm. as some of them are a little bit dodgy but others are just ingenious the way they morph the is it called kanja uh, the writing system? Uh could be the way they morph their glyphs glyphs into this stylized logo like in the middle is just amazing.
0: Mm. So anyhow. I wonder is it, is it still legible to to like fluent Japanese readers?
1: I'd imagine so. Like you you can twist English glyphs around something serious before they're like like, yeah. like the Disney logo, for example. You can imagine people like say in China going, I wonder if that's still legible to, to English people. Like, you know, mm. um, our brain is amazingly uh, equipped for spotting patterns And uh, noticing these things
0: So I got yeah.
1: I got bored with that Too
0: boring Okay It was a b- And went on to number
1: three Went on to number three The pennant flag Oh So number three is a pennant flag Mm-hmm And so for the listeners I'm really sorry to the listeners Because it just dawned on me now that This is probably the most visual show We've ever done <laughs> <laughs> but for the listeners This is the same concept As the prefecture flag From before So the T sound The T glyph um, It is Flipped It is rotated Sorry It is rotated 90 degrees And it is placed mm-hmm. At the hoist End of the flag
0: But the flag yeah, with, with the kind of The crossbar at the hoist
1: With the crossbar At the hoist Exactly um, And
0: running Perpendicular to the hoist Running perpendicular To the hoist No parallel to the hoist Sorry in yes,
1: sorry, and running parallel to the hoist, and the, the the but the key difference here is that the flag is in the shape of a pennant. It's called a pennant. Um, in particular, I think it's called a swallowtail pennant, which is that basically right. which is basically like a triangular shaped flag with a triangular indent on it. Anyone from the states will know this from the uh, the Ohio state flag. It uses this design. Hmm. Um, so that uh, basically, I just tried to get away from the square, the rectangular shape, and I quite like that flag. Um, uh, I dig. That I that of of all of them, I really like. I enjoy that shape, uh, and I kind of wish more flags be that shape. And and no, in universe reason, just like literally, I like that shape. What are your thoughts? Fair enough. Yeah, I quite like it. I um, quite like it. So then I so then I was kind of like, yeah, I think I got it. That's that's gonna be my flag. But then I got bored, so I did number four. <laughs> oh okay, so number four is has has an interesting uh, genesis. Like I said, I had a busy week on Reddit, lots of time on the Vexillology sub, subreddit, and mm-hmm. one person on the subreddit, posted up an, a picture of the flag of Leninogorsky district, Tatarstan, Russia. Okay. Right? Which effectively uses the, uh, the shape I have used here, that sort of tapering kind of swallowy sort of shape. Uh, I've just, I've literally lifted it from that flag because that flag is class. It'll be in the show notes. You should check it out. Uh, And this flag is meant to symbolize the injection of X. So the shape of it is meant to literally invoke a syringe. And then the purple is meant to be the actual X fluid coming out. And then the thin white line is the actual needle. Yeah. so that's what this flag does. And again, it's got the pennant shape because I was like, I'm sick of uh, rectangular-shaped flags. Mm-hmm. So that was my vexological uh, rant. I'm sorry, I talked lots.
0: <laughs> no, not at all.
1: Uh, what do you not think? Uh, do you have any... Just looking at them really quickly, do you have any favourites or anything that you think is worth exploring further?
0: Um, I like the idea of just using the, the pennant flag just because... Um, and that that appeals to my sense of 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 world building um because you're undercutting the assumptions um about flags that flags will be this shape and this is kind of what the reason I didn't choose a flag is because i I'd, I'd need to sit down and consider would my cultures that i would the cultures that i'm creating within Handwavia use flags is that a thing that would be relevant to them Hmm. Um, I'd actually because you know, it's, it's, it's quite a specific cultural idea um, and it's one that I wouldn't consider to be universal um, and then to give them so to, to take that and think okay well they've got flags but just for the sake of it I'm going to make them this other shape normally or play with the shapes as, as a creative element um, I really approve of um, so yeah I like that um does the injection flag have a in in universe use or is it just a design project for you
1: well the in universe uses is it would work as their flag like oh I'm not saying as whose flag as, as the rebels flag I'm not saying all four of these flags are in universe they are the four I've decided are somewhat okay and I'll pick one going forward
0: right oh so each of these is intended to be the rebel flag
1: yeah yeah each of these can be the rebel oh. flag yeah.
0: Right. I was I thought that you came up with a, a few different flags for different things. Oh, jeez,
1: no, no. Th- these are just the best of the iterations.
0: <laughs> and I was like right, I-, I found right, it
1: hard to eliminate them. It was kind of like, "Oh, but I would like to talk about the trefoil knot skull." And then I liked yeah. the idea of the Japanese prefecture. Oh, and then this badass flag came on the subreddit. Hmm. So, yeah, I just they were the best four. Um it, it, knowing that uh, do you have any sort of feelings as to which you you would uh, like to see hung up in the lair of the rebels?
0: Um, The first one is the most rebellion-y.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is.
0: Um, I would say, I think the third one, I think the, the Prefecture Pennant.
1: Oh, so you and I are kind of on the same page there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I I like that one. I was leaning towards the prefecture penance. What do you think of the idea of purple as being the color for rebels?
0: I have no issue with that.
1: Okay. Like that was an interesting thing I found because like like rebellions and stuff, they're always like red colors, you know, like aggressive colors. Very, very hard to get away from that color meaning. And like purple, purple in my head is still a color of lavish and riches. And I realize it's so easy to get away from that. You can just be like, um, I, I talked about this on an Art of Exing video. Uh, purple, just make purple be a easily producible color. Make some plant in a world mm-hmm. produce purple flowers and everyone has purple. Like, peasants have purple as opposed to the way it yeah. is on earth. Uh, but it's still like, there's because we are human and we're earthbound, we have this ingrained meaning for purple and it was very hard working with that, I found.
0: Yeah. Um, and of course... Like it, it can yeah, it can carry whatever symbolism in universe. And as you said, your idea was that the the uh, injected fluid um, that they use as part of their warfare is this color. Um, is is the fluid only that color? Like the X used by the government for other purposes isn't? Purple? Oh,
1: I would imagine then. Yeah, the 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 X used by the government isn't.
0: Yeah. Okay. Definitely not
1: because because cool. that would I mean leave. Uh, it opened, at least in the flag sense of making a different colored flag. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And from a visual point, I just think about, like, a film, it would be, Mm -hmm. it's a good visual cue to, like, have different color stuff. I'd imagine the government's one would be, like, like, a very very pale, neon-y blue, like a very clinical, clean sort of look. Um, Yeah. You know, just to make, to, to give this a sense of, like, refinement. Like, they have Crafted this beautiful tonic, right? As opposed to the rebels, who are just kind of like I don't know some murky purpley color. Uh, but even then, mm-hmm. when you consider color meaning, it feels weird to be like the like the dodgy product is the purple product. <laughs>
0: you know, it's just I don't know, it's just it's kind of weird. Um, but, as regards revolution, oh, sorry, as regards revolutionary flags and colors, um, the French flag is of course a revolutionary flag.
1: the The current French flag, yeah, the tricolor.
0: Oh, yeah. But uh, it's got red, man. That's <laughs> always red. Yeah, but it's also got blue. And I, I think that... I don't know wh- how accurate this is, but a, a common explanation for it is that white was the colour of the the king of of the... whatever dynasty it was, of, of that family and of royal power. And blue and red are the colours of Paris. And he, it's the, the king being between and thus controlled by the the people of Paris.
1: Oh, I did not know that. I always thought it was something like blue equals freedom, white equals peace, red equals uh like oppression, re- uh, warfare, yeah. sort of thing. I always thought that was the same sort of uh tricolor um symbolism that goes on everywhere. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah. I lo- that. That's a really nice treatment of the tricolor. I really, I really enjoy that.
0: Huh? Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I mean, again, you know, it might not be necessarily the truth but it is a story that exists about it which is just as interesting and just as relevant for our purposes
1: oh yeah totally yeah, yeah t- definitely um, I'd love to be able to design something like a tricolor <laughs> like something that is so incredibly easy but mm. just works like I tried that at the very start I was like let's just try and make like a two colored flag and be happy with that and it's just it's really difficult and lots of people give the country flags a lot of shtick for being really plain but when you actually actually go to design a flag, if you limit it to like you know, no logos, no emblems, emblems, just like two to three colors, it's crazy, yeah. div- crazy difficult. Like ve- vexillolo- vexillology, like like it- it's a seriously tough area, uh, <laughs> like to to uh, work in. It's crazy.
0: Hmm. Um, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, a lot of the a lot of the easy effective ones have have been taken yeah, you know, that's, by that's hundreds true. of years of flag history. <laughs> that's true. That's that's very true.
1: Oh, a uh, final point in this uh, I want to bring up and something I might explore if I have time. In figuring out about the pennant, I came across the various other uh, shapes of like medieval like banners and I don't I, I don't have the correct um, nomenclature for this but like banners and uh, these pennanty type things like the flags used to be a whole lot more diverse than they are now. Mm-hmm. i'm half thinking of like doing the full sweep like designing like a banner uh, and a like a trail traily type thing and then a pennant and making the flag culture of my world like straight out of medieval times and like this this nice kind of sort of it has a sort of lo-fi element to it. Like remember the whole shtick about like the, the magic system arose on the old world and it comes from like um, low tech principles or whatever. So this idea that you have like super high tech bio enhanced warriors, but they hang out in like uh, underground dens that are decked out like the hall of a castle. Yeah. Like, Like that aesthetic. Once I figured out about that and the different shapes and morphology flag, I was like, that is a cool aesthetic and that could work really, really well. Like subtly enough. That it's not jarring, um, so that is something could I you, talk about. Could
0: on. you send me? Could you send me something about that? About the like the different, like what the different shapes are and what they're called? Because I'm not really aware of that.
1: Give me a second. So I just sent Bill a uh, yet another image. Again, I apologize, listeners, of the different shapes of flags one mm-hmm. c- can use. Um, check it out, it's in the show notes, and this ranges from, like, the rectangular flag and square flag we all know and love, to things like flag with schwenkel and swallowtail Mm -hmm. with tongue, so there's a whole load of cool, like, historic variation uh, that's gone on, and it would be awesome to implement that in, like, a super futuristic cyberpunk setting. I think that would be really cool.
0: What are those those banners that? okay this may not be accurate but it's ba- uh banners i associate with um with japan and with kind of like feudal japan uh those no bori
1: yeah yeah they're like the vertical banners yeah yeah
0: yeah so that's a, that's another thing and that's that's uh, from like that's a not on that list either yeah so there's,
1: there's so much there's so much to play yeah. with like um so when people and of course you can
0: invent your own
1: uh you will hear that's that's not the easiest thing in the world I tried that as well. I was like, let's come up with my own shape. And like, after like the umpteenth attempt at making like a hexagon shaped flag, I was like, no, okay, let's mm-hmm. let's stick with no one forms because someone wiser than I has gone through and like real world tested these things. So let's just, let's just defer knowledge on this one. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, at some stage, maybe there might be like dagger bunting or like a, da- a dagger banner. Uh, and things like that. So um, mm-hmm. so yeah, there you go. That was my, my flag stuff. So that was flags and that was uh, mapping. So that was this month's world building. Next month, uh, I have some ideas what I want to do. Do you have any ideas what you want to do, Bill? Uh,
0: well, I'm going to cheat a little. I've already got a fair bit. Well, not a fair bit, but I've already broken uh, ground on some stuff. Oh, do you
1: want to tell us um, what, what that stuff
0: is? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've started working on um, a bit of a conlang.
1: Oh, cool. So do you want to talk, you know, man, totally talk conlang next next time? Yeah, sure. Cool. All right, so that that's you. Uh, on my end, a uh, listener... Uh, Wrote uh, wrote in and said something to the effect of, "Can you do like monster design, like design mm-hmm. like like megafauna or animals and things?"
0: Oh, that was uh, Callum 2. I just found the comment here. Well played. So World build some animals.
1: World build some animals by Callum Callum two.
0: Callum two. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. So I kind of have want to have a crack at that because I have mm-hmm. never like. As much as I've never done flags, like at least I'm somewhat involved in looking at flags. I've never attempted that at all. Um, so I want to give it a shot. I, I, I just subreddit and, and internet. This may fail, <laughs> but I give. I gotta give it a crack. So uh, you happy with that? You do conlanging, and I do some animal sure. design.
0: Yeah. I actually, I actually have a couple of animal ideas bubbling away as well. Um, do you? But, uh, well- kind of yeah now it's 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 um it's more I'm taking something that has existed running a little bit outside of what happened in history and then putting it into one of my my worlds um hmm I might talk about that uh but yeah. I might talk about Kanglong either um we could we'll make see.
1: we could make an entirely animal episode
0: no I take that
1: back right now because if I fail to make an animal let's not decide to make an entire animal episode <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do Con and let's do Edgar does animals and see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Awesome sauce. Um yeah,
0: is that us? I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Cool. Uh do we have anything to say in the green room? We definitely don't, man, because we're over time.
1: <laughs> okay, let's let's wrap it up. Uh okay. Ready. One, two, three, Edgar out. Edgar out. Uh, and while I'm doing that, do you want to paint a word picture for the uh,
0: the listeners? Um, no, I, I think I'll, I'll <laughs> no. l- I actually look at it rather than trying to describe it because you know it's a oh, visual thing.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs>